today on the Rita Mimi Do It Show. So tell me something. Does this sound like you? You create something that you love and you do know that others are just going to love it too. And so you get to work mapping out this wonderful marketing strategy. You get really detailed. You create the most beautiful graphics. You even write some killer copy. And then launch day arrives. And you announce your offering with such excitement to everyone that you know. And then you watch the cart. And you watch. And you watch. And you watch and you think, that's okay. I'm just going to try this other thing. I'm just going to talk about it in this other place. And then a sale comes in. And yes, (laughs) you think it is all finally happening. But then it doesn't. And so you try this. And then you hop over here and you try that. But no matter what you do, you just aren't moving the needle forward anymore. So you devote more hours and you map out more strategy so that you can get more visible, you know, casting a wider net. But even with that wide net, nothing. And then you start worrying. Have you ever been there before? Thinking, I I don't know if this is going to sell. Maybe, maybe no one's going to buy it oh my gosh, maybe I'm not going to make any money off of the thing that I've just spent so much time on. But really, making money isn't an option for you. So then you get to work doing even more. But the excitement that you had at the beginning of all of this, well, that's gone. And so now you kind of dread each action that you have to take. And you feel constantly frustrated by the lack of results. And you're definitely tired. You're anxious you're resentful, and you're a little bit afraid until eventually you decide, well, this is, I just have to stop this. (laughs) I'm just going to stop it. Shut it all down, right? Because you're like, I guess maybe this wasn't the offer. Maybe it wasn't the right program or the right service. Or you know what? Maybe I just have the wrong audience. I need to find better people. I need to find people who are ready to buy. So then you get to work again on another offering or trying to attract a different audience only to find yourself in the same exact situation all over again. Well, I'm here today to tell you that it's not your program, it's not your service, it's not your product, it's definitely not your audience. If your program or your service or your product isn't selling, chances are it's because of this one thing. So I hope that you have confetti on hand or that you have a glass of your favorite champagne or a noisemaker because by the time we get to the end of this episode, you're going to be celebrating instead of crying on your toilet. Or maybe that was just me. Yeah, pretty sure it was just me. But I'm going to tell you that story and how you can avoid that today. Because of Rita, I got on the news. Because of Rita, I had 15 speaking engagements last year. Because of Rita, I've become a six-figure business owner. Because, because, of, Rita, because of Rita, I've doubled my revenue by doubling my clients. I'm Rita, business strategist, speaker, and success coach. Also known as the gal who went on 35 dates in 35 days and blogged all about it. And this is the Rita Mimi Do It Show where every week I bring you the real information about what it takes to go all in on your dreams so that you can build a profitable business and live a positive life. Some weeks I'll have a guest and others it'll be just you and me, like we're out on my deck sharing a bottle of wine. The conversation, yeah, it'll be that real. 
Are you ready to celebrate? Because I know I am. Today is the 10th episode of the Rita Made Me Do It show, and I have loved every second of bringing you this podcast. And in fact, I have some bigger and more celebratory ideas in mind for the future episodes. And so I'd love if you could hang on till the end, because I'm going to tell you how you can be featured on the Rita Made Me Do It show. But I really do hope that you have something on hand that feels celebratory. Me, today, I have a glass of champagne. It's a weekend morning. It's like a mimosa kind of morning. So I figure, why not? And again, I'm never like getting kickbacks for what I tell you about the wines or the champagnes or the coffees that I pair my episodes with. But this one is fabulous. And uh, I'm going to butcher the name because I don't speak French. But if you can bear with me, today I am drinking Methode Champenois. I don't know if I said that right, (laughs) but it is a great champagne from France. It's delicious. It's called uh, Celebrant, and it it couldn't be more perfect for today because I promise you that I want to have you celebrating by the end of the episode. And the reason that I picked this and the reason that it's kind of all celebratory themed is because in the last episode, episode nine, I got to interview Lara Casey, and if you didn't listen to that episode, I highly suggest that you go back and you do. Lara Casey owns a company called Cultivate What Matters, and she's also the creator of this amazing goal-setting tool called PowerSheets. Now, full disclosure, I am a PowerSheets affiliate, (laughs) but I'm only a PowerSheets affiliate because I started using it, I don't know, about five or six years ago, and it changed everything in my life. (laughs) This goal planner is the reason that I found love, um, that I'm getting into shape now, and also the reason why since starting my business, I have doubled it year over year. I've gotten all of the opportunities that I have. I've met all of the wonderful people that I have. And you'll hear a little more about Power Sheets later. But I interviewed Laura, and I'm going to share with you a quote from that episode because it's something I completely agree with. And every time I hear this quote, it really resonates with me. And what she said was, if you're not excited about it, no one's going to be excited about it. So your excitement has to be genuine. And I bring this up because I see this time and time again with people who contact me. These are people who created some service or they have a product or an offering that they put out to the market and they were really excited about it. But then it doesn't get the response that they want. And so they start thinking, well, maybe I created the wrong thing. And they tweak it. They tweak the offer. They pick a different product. They create an entirely new service. They market it somewhere else because they think that it's something about the sales or the marketing process that's causing the lack of interest. And they do it again (laughs) and again because the interest level that they want just isn't there until eventually they get really frustrated, like really frustrated more than they already are. And they contact me and say, Rita, I must be doing something wrong. I really need your help. And I tell them, look, it's not that it's not the right thing. And it's not even that you're on the wrong path. What I believe is that it's simply that you fell out of love with the process, the process of getting to the results. And kind of on the flip side of that coin, what I see too are even when people achieve the goal. So let's say that they're putting something out there and they actually achieve it. They get the results that they want, but then they're not feeling the joy that they thought that they would feel when those results are realized. And it's the same thing. It's a fact that right? If that's happening to you, you fell out of love with the process. Because if you don't love how you're getting there, 
then you're not going to continue with it. (laughs) And you're also not going to love how it feels once you're there. There's a quote that I love from this book called Creating Money, and I'll put a link to that in the show notes. It's one of my favorite books. But the quote says, the process of getting there is your experience being there. And I could not agree with this quote anymore because if you're not enjoying how you're getting to the goal, you're not going to enjoy it once you've reached the goal. And most likely, you're not going to do the things you need to do to even reach the goal. And I'm going to give you a little spoiler alert here. You will not love most of what you do to get to the thing that you will ultimately love. So then what are you supposed to do? How can you achieve all of these goals if what I say is true and you're not going to love most of what you do? Or how can you enjoy it once you're there if what I say is true and you're not really going to enjoy the process? More importantly, the right question is how can you love the process of getting there so that you can enjoy the experience of being there and most importantly, get there? And that's what we're going to talk about today. And I'm going to start by telling you a personal story. So about two years ago, I was in the middle of launching a group program, and I started with excitement. And I put it out there, and I just wasn't getting the response that I had anticipated in my mind. And I I kept going, right? And I wasn't getting the response. And so I thought, well, okay, maybe I need to do more. Maybe the way that I'm marketing it isn't enough. And so I added more. I added more places to be seen. I added more things that I was going to do to be visible. I added more promotional posts and I added more videos and I just kept doing more, more, more. And I don't know if you can resonate with that, but I find that with a lot of goal getters that we set out to achieve a goal. And if the results aren't coming the way that we thought, What we want to do is more. We want to do more to get the results. And so that's what I was doing. I was doing more so that I could get the results. But the more I did, it just seemed like the more the results weren't coming. And that made me frustrated. And then I just kept doing more. And it got to the point where I had decided to do this entire week of marketing. And I was calling it the Facebook Live Extravaganza. And in fact, it included my birthday. And on my birthday, I had this big plan to just go live all day. I was going to interview past participants of this program. I was going to have some experts on. I was going to give away things. And I got up that morning ready to do it. And I got a text from my coach. Now, I was sitting on my toilet. Don't worry. It was, you know, I was sitting on the toilet blow drying my hair. I was using like the lid was down. I was using it as a seat and I was blow drying my hair and I get a text. And so I get this text and I read it and it's from my coach and it says, happy birthday. How's it going? And as I read it, I felt these tears (laughs) just well up in my eyes. And I just started crying. And I thought, well, that's probably a sign that everything's not okay. And so I gave her a call and I was like, so here's something that just happened. And as we dug into it, what we found, right, was that I was tired. I was resentful. I was burned out. And I definitely didn't want to spend my birthday marketing a program (laughs) when I could be out with my husband or I could be out celebrating. So what had really happened? 
And what was really apparent was while I loved my program and I loved everything that could result from impacting people with it, I had really fallen out of love with the process of what I had to do to get to those results. And it really all started, like my disengagement of the love had started when I was looking for the results, which was almost from the beginning and when I didn't see them. So like the very first thing that I did when I was sitting there like, okay, watching the cart and like nothing happened. That's when it started. And I talked about this in episode eight. And that episode really focused on the importance of making a decision, a decision that what you're going to do is going to be successful because the decision is what allows you to then be committed to the process. When you know it's going to work no matter what then it doesn't matter, right, what the results are as you work your strategy because you're certain the results are going to come. And so when all of that, like like I said, the rain and the storms and the bad weather comes in, you stay consistent because you are certain. You're certain that it's going to work. Well, I hadn't decided that this was really going to work. And so I wasn't committed to my strategy, which was actually a really good strategy. So the way that I bailed on my strategy was by adding more to it. And I did that at the first storm when I first didn't notice results. And then that put me into like this frantic mode. And the frantic mode just caused me to create this entire snowball of a strategy and a process that drained me. And I'm going to tell you now what I did then to correct that, to course correct, and I ended up filling my group coaching program. And so if this is you, if you let lack of results hold you up, if you let lack of results keep you from doing something, or if you're kind of like me, and when you see lack of results, you then cast a wider net and feel like you need to do more, more, more. And I will say, right, yes, sometimes the answer is to do more because you're not doing enough. But, right, that's not where you start. (laughs) That's not the first place that you start. So here's what I did, and here's what you do the next time that you're starting to feel like this. Number one, you need to be, well, actually, you need to be consistently checking in with yourself throughout the entire process. And what I really mean here is like throughout the entire process, of your business. So when I talk to a lot of entrepreneurs, one thing they're not doing is mindset work. I mean, many of you are, but (laughs) not in the way that I think is really helpful. Really carving out time to be purposeful on your mindset. So when I say consistently check in, I mean check in with how you're feeling, right? Because if you're not checking in, I promise it sneaks up on you like it did to me. I had not been engaging in my daily practices, in my daily mindset work. And so I didn't notice that I hadn't decided. I didn't notice that I really didn't believe. I didn't even notice that I had slipped into a scarcity-based mindset until the tears started coming out of my eyes, right? And that happens to a lot of people. And that's why it's really important that you're allocating that time to be introspective. And in the last episode, episode nine, Laura talked about a bunch of different ways that you can be introspective. For her, it's hiking and it's being active. 
for me, it really is sitting on my deck. Everybody knows I have my sunrise chair. It's an Adirondack chair that just looks out where the sun rises. And I sit in there in the silence as I watch the sunrise and I kind of touch base with myself and I journal and I journal around a couple of things. Well, I hadn't been doing that because I was working around the clock or stressing around the clock about my strategy and that had fallen away. So What you need to do and what I did was check in. And when you check in, what you really ask is, what's my mindset right now? What's my mindset around everything that's going on in my business? How am I really doing? And then you sit with that and you really tap in and you answer that question. And then once you have that answer, then you're able to go to number two, where you ask yourself, do I need to pause? And the fact that I had identified that I hadn't really decided that what I was doing was going to work, that I didn't really believe in my ultimate success, and that I had slipped into the scarcity-based mindset, that made it clear that I definitely needed to hit the pause button because I was trying to control the situation. It became very clear I didn't believe because I was like, wow, the reason I'm doing more is I'm trying to get the results. I'm trying to control what the results are through my action. Because I don't actually believe that no matter what, it's going to work, which is why I got really stressed out about my strategy. And so that let me know, okay, I need a timeout. I need to pause. And in the pause, right, you're trying to figure out, well, what's real? Do I really need to do more? Or was it more of the scarcity-based controlling situation that's making me do more? Do I need to pivot? You know, is the way that I'm coming at it, is that something that needs to change? Well, the only way that you can really answer that question is if you're the best version of yourself at the moment that you ask it, meaning you're kind of in that top energy, top mental condition, top physical condition. Well, the reason for my dip into this whole land of scarcity and land of control was because I wasn't engaging in that magical phrase of self care. I had stopped taking care of myself. Uh, there, There was more going on than just my program. And the launch of the program, my roof had caved in, (laughs) like there was a storm and the roof of my office had caved in and it was leaking and my mother-in-law was, you know, staying with us because there was a hurricane and there was just a lot that was going on. And because of all of this and the launch of my program mixed in, I wasn't eating right. I wasn't sleeping right. So, of course, that just enlarged, right, The, the worry and the anxiety, which just created a cycle of more lack of sleep and eating poorly and I wasn't exercising. So really, I was disconnected from myself because I had not been engaging in self-care. And because I was disconnected, I was disconnected mentally, which was why I hadn't noticed, right, because I wasn't checking in with myself that I was down this path. And I was disconnected physically. I had really low energy. I just was really not bringing my A game to just about everything that I was doing right then. And so when you do that, when you stop prioritizing self-care, because all reasons, right? I wanted to take care of my mother-in-law and I wanted to take care of my roof and I was prioritizing all of this other stuff thinking I was really helping the situation. I wanted to help other people, which was why I was really marketing my program. But the truth is, right, when you put everybody before yourself, And you're doing it from this place of thinking, but I'm helping people. You're really hurting people because you're not the best version of yourself. And when you're not the best version of yourself, you're angry and you're resentful and you're not present and you snap and all of this stuff, right? So I wasn't the best version of myself. And so that was reflecting 
in everything that I did. And what flows out is what flows in. So frustration was flowing out, (laughs) more frustration was going to flow in. Lack of excitement was flowing out, lack of excitement was going to flow in. A tired energy was flowing out, tired energy was going to flow in. So I needed to pause, right? And I knew that the reason that I was doing all of this stuff was because I had fallen into an old habit. And when you don't take care of yourself, that's what happens. We default into old, bad habits. When we're rewriting habits, the reason that we're able to kind of supplement with these new habits is because we're taking care of ourselves. And when our body gets tired and our brain gets tired, it defaults into old patterns and old ways of thinking. And that's what had happened here. So I knew I needed new stuff to flow in. So I worked on all of that. I focused on my mindset. I took some time. I took some days to journal, to really say, how am I doing? What's my mindset around this? To connect again with the goal that I was trying to achieve and to really tap into the belief and to tap back into that decision that it was going to work and to trust, to have faith that it was all going to work and that I didn't have to do this on my own. I mean, many of you know that I'm a believer of God and for a lot of my clients, it's God, but it can also be the universe or a higher energy. But I really do believe that it's not just on me. (laughs) It's not on me. There's something bigger at play. And I had lost sight of that. So once I was able to tap back in to all of that, how I was feeling and, and sitting with all of that, I was able to connect back with that faith. And the minute I did that, I could look at the right thing. My focus shifted to the right place. When I was defaulting down the rabbit hole of scarcity and that poor mindset and that controlling mindset, it just kept expanding because what I was focused on was what I didn't have and what I was like not grateful for. <laughs> I What we focus on expands and I was only focused on what I didn't have. And it's very hard to be grateful for what you don't have. So when I did all of this, I was able to practice gratitude for what I had, what was happening, what I knew was coming in the future. And the minute that I stepped back into that gratitude place, that place of gratefulness and faithfulness, right? Then I was able to be happy with what was happening right now. Doing that brings you to the present and looking at everything that's around you in that moment and making you love everything. It's not dependent on reaching some future goal. Your happiness becomes internal instead of external. So that's what I did. I re, like retapped. I tapped back in to that joy, to that internal happiness that was just a fact and not dependent on what I needed to achieve, meaning that that was the energy that I was going to embody and flow back out into the world. So then, right, that brought me to step four. I was able to stick with my goal because, again, right, that feeling of frustration, that if you stay with it, a discomfort, we've talked about this in like every episode, it eventually dissipates. That's why you need to have the right practices and the right people and the right things in your life to keep you moving through that time of discomfort so that you can get to the place where that feeling is now gone and you're able to move forward. So I was able to stick with the goal and I was now in a place where I could focus on how did I want to feel? Meaning, how did I want to feel when I reached that goal? How did I want to feel when I reached the goal dictates how I want to feel in my process of getting to the goal. So now that I was in this 
positive, gratitude place, very present, connected, feeling joyous, taking care of myself, having more energy, it was the right time to ask that question. And so I asked that question, how did I want to feel? And I identified it. And I really ripple affected out, right? Rippled out the effect (laughs) that reaching that goal was going to have in my life as a whole. And then I could say, hey, is the process, the strategy that I originally came up with, is that strategy something that matches that, right? Or do I need to pivot my strategy to give me what I need to feel now that matches the feeling that I want to feel whenever I've reached that goal? Because the reason that we even start getting frustrated again is when our focus is on what we don't have. And when we think we have to wait for that external goal to feel a certain way, we're just going to feel inferior and we're going to feel lacking when we don't have it. So once I identified how I wanted to feel when I reached this goal, when I filled the program and the ripple effect that that would have, I was able to look at my strategy and say, does this strategy produce that feeling now? Or are there ways that I can go about this strategy that will allow me to feel that? And so what had happened was the strategy was good. The strategy actually did align with the way I wanted to feel once I reached this goal. But how I was going about this strategy at that moment didn't, right? Working through my birthday, a full day of Facebook Lives, but the core of what I was doing, being visible, informing people, giving away gifts, celebrating, absolutely did, absolutely matched the way I wanted to feel whenever I reached that. So I just had to tweak the process by which I was doing and executing on this strategy. And so let me tell you what that looked like. So I was going to do this whole day of sitting in my house and interviewing all of these people and giving away gifts and just missing my birthday. But instead, I decided, nope, (laughs) I'm going to enjoy my birthday. I'm going to engage in some self-care. I'm going to go out with my husband. I'm going to take care of me. So as I was out and about, I was just sharing what I was doing with people. I was actually sharing the story of what I had gone through and why I had decided to cancel the Facebook Live extravaganza, why I decided to go out for breakfast with my husband, why I decided to go get my hair done. Through sharing what I was doing in my day, I was really telling the story of what I had gone through. And in moments through that, I gave away prizes. I was like, comment below and tell me, have you ever felt like that before? Everybody who answers will be entered to win. And I just made it a part of a day that felt good instead of something that took me away from my day. And the minute that I did that, right, I was having fun with how I was doing it. And of course, when I was having fun with how I was doing it, everybody had fun with that right back because they picked up on that energy as well. And so reconnecting with the why, that big why, the big ripple effect of what was going to happen when I achieved the goal, that let me know that what I was doing was important to me and that it was meaningful. Now, if I had tried to reconnect with that ripple effect and I couldn't feel it and I wasn't able to get clear, you know, not just reaching the goal, but everything that it was going to flow into my life and to the lives of others as a result, then maybe that means it wasn't really the right goal to begin with. But in this case, it was. It was the right goal. And so I adjusted, right, the way that I was going about the strategy because the strategy was the right strategy. And that allowed me then to unattach from the results. I put my focus back on the progress, on saying, look, 
The strategy is the way that brings me to the ripple effects. And I'm certain and I know that I'm going to be successful and these ripple effects are going to happen. But the only way that they can happen is if I show up at a level that will bring those results. So the only important thing at that point became showing up and taking the action where I was measuring my success by the results at the beginning. Well, now I shifted my measurement of success to the actions that I was taking, that I was taking action, that I was taking it in a way that let me feel now the way I wanted to feel when the goal was achieved, that I was doing it in a way that allowed other people to feel that excitement and tap into that ripple effect for them and their life. So I started celebrating the progress. I talked about this recently. I was on a show here in Washington, D.C. called Great Day Washington. It's a new show on WUSA CBS Channel 9. And I was on it and I was talking, really funny, I was talking about actually celebrating and progress and goal setting for children, like children in high school, so as much as their children. But I was talking about this and the one thing I said was it's important to celebrate the progress. Again, if we're waiting to celebrate only after we achieve the goal, we're setting ourselves up for frustration and we're setting ourselves up for disappointment. And that's exactly, as we have said a million times throughout this recording, what I had done. And so unattaching from the result allowed me to focus on the progress. And I started celebrating the progress. For every action that I took, I celebrated. So I have a celebration jar. And my celebration jar is a jar that has sometimes paper, sometimes popsicle sticks, whatever I have on hand, but I write ways that I want to celebrate. So I'll write things like read a book for fun (laughs) or go to bed early or disconnect for the rest of the day or play hooky, take the day off or call a friend and schedule a date, right, to go see your friend. All kinds of ways of just celebrating that aren't huge. They're not big. Some are. But for the most part, these are things that are really easy to fit into every day. And so when I take an action towards my goal, I pull out a thing to celebrate and whatever it says is what I have to do. But that allows me to have fun now with the process. I'm celebrating the fact that I'm taking steps, right? It's no longer about the goal. Achieving the goal is simply the byproduct of the steps that you take to get there. So really what we need to be doing is celebrating all of those steps. Because when you celebrate the steps and you celebrate the progress, you're focused on what you have achieved and what you focus on expands, right? Whereas before, I was focused on what I hadn't achieved and that expands. So when I did these things, when I paused, when I engaged in self-care, when I reconnected with like feeling now the way I wanted to feel, making sure that the way I was executing my strategy allowed for that. Or finding way, even if I couldn't change what I was doing, finding ways to come at it that allowed me to feel the way I wanted to feel, reconnecting with that why, and then looking at the progress instead of just the end result, amazing things happened. In less than 24 hours, I got two registrations for the program. I mean, immediately. Two registrations for the program that I was launching. And that only caused a ripple effect then of more registrations. But I also got two people to sign up for a wait list for a mastermind group that I wasn't even advertising. And I got three people that day to sign up for my half-day intensives. Again, not something that I was talking about. Because my energy had increased by doing all of these things. My excitement 
for everything that I was doing was visible, right? It was very visible to everyone out there. And they mirror that back, right? They reflect back exactly what they're picking up from you. So they started reflecting that back. I was my best self again. And so people mirrored that energy back because they felt that energy and they returned it. So to kind of recap this, right? When there's something that's happening and you're not getting results and you're starting to feel a little frustrated or you're starting to feel that doubt, it's really important that you check in with your mindset. Did you decide that it was really going to be successful? Do you really believe it? Or are you trying to control the situation by either stopping or doing more? How can you reconnect with that? Are you engaging in self-care? Are you filling your cup so that you're the best version of yourself mentally and physically? Or has your self-care been completely sacrificed for this other thing that you're focused on? And then what is your strategy, right? Do you really need to do more? Are you not doing enough? Do you need to do less because you've piled things on because you had that doubt and because you weren't in belief? Do you just need to pivot? Is the strategy or the way that you're coming at the strategy not giving you the feeling now that's equal to the feeling that you want to have once you reach the goal? And how can you adjust that? And are you measuring progress as opposed to only looking for the end results? Are you celebrating the actions as opposed to the results that are happening from those actions. And that's why I love Power Sheets, the goal-setting tool that I was telling you about. Power Sheets is all about making sure that your goals are connected to that larger ripple effect, that they're intentional and that they're meaningful. And the entire system sets you up to focus on that so that sometimes, right, you can get through the things you don't love because you're so focused on the thing that you do love. Like, for example, everybody knows that I public speak, right? I go around, I travel. I love speaking. I love speaking on stages. I love talking and meeting new people and, and impacting audiences. I love that. But what I don't love (laughs) is all the travel. Like, I love being new places. I don't like being in airports. I don't like being in hotel rooms by myself. I don't love all the food on the go. I miss home-cooked meals. (laughs) But I love the speaking and the end result, you know, the 25% so much. And I'm focused on that ripple effect that I can get through the 75% of what I don't love to be able to get it. Well, that's what Power Sheets does, right? It helps you focus on all of this. And it gives you a way to measure the actions and the progress. In fact, you're not even looking at the end results. Now, in a minute, I'm going to tell you how you and or your business can be featured right here on future episodes of the Read and Mimi Do It show. But before I do that, I want to take just a minute and read to you a blurb about Power Sheets that was written by the Cultivate What Matters team, because I can do a great job telling you everything that Power Sheets has done for me, but I think they do a much better job explaining what Power Sheets can do. So you know all of those things that you've always wanted to do, well, you should go and do them. And the 2020 Power Sheets One-Year Intentional Goal Planner will help you do it. Uncover intentional goals and live them all out with this ultimate goal planner. They are perfect for the entrepreneur who needs a grace-filled system that works. Thousands of women all over the world have made their goals happen 
with Power Sheets. So your ultimate goal planner is here. Are you ready to dive in and make what matters happen? If so, head down to the show notes where you can find all of the links for all of the things that we talked about and get your Power Sheets system today. Again, Power Sheets, I swear by it from a personal point of view because it was something that I was using that changed my life and I was telling people about it well before I ever became an affiliate for it. But I'm going to put a link to the information about Power Sheets in the show notes and I'm going to let you know right now about ways that you could actually win a Power Sheet set for me. Right now, I'm in the middle of conducting a free four-part goal-setting training that goes into Power Sheets. In fact, not only does it tell you how to use Power Sheets, but it shows you my personal goals, and I'm engaging in conversations with everyone around their goals for the remainder of 2019. While a lot of people are already thinking ahead to 2020, guys, there's so much time left in 2019, there is no reason why you can't achieve your goal. And so I'm helping people do a little goal coaching through this series. Well, if you're registered for that series, at the end of it, I'm going to pick a name from everyone who's registered and award a free power sheet set. So I'll put a link to that in the show notes as well. Go register and maybe you'll win a power sheet set. The other way that you can win your own power sheets is by listening to episode nine of this podcast where I did interview Lara Casey who created power sheets. And just take a screenshot on your phone or of your computer screen or a photo of you listening on your computer, however you want to do it. But take a photo of the episode playing and then share it. And when you share it, tag me in it, Rita Goodrow. I'm pretty much at Rita Goodrow everywhere on all of the social media platforms. And also share your favorite aha from the interview. Everyone who does this is going to be entered to win a power sheet set. And I am picking that winner on October 23rd. And then finally, the other way that you can get your own power sheets book is by private coaching with me. Right now, I have one, just one, private coaching spot left for 2019. And in 2020, my rates are increasing. And I only carry 10 private clients at one time because I really give a lot of time and attention and kind of unlimited access to me. I view myself more as your business partner, unless it's your business coach, because I like to dive in and really help you. But right now, I only have one spot left. And I have people who are starting to get on a wait list and secure their spots for next year. But anyone who registers to work with me or you know, signs up to work with me for private coaching for 2019, so this final spot, you will get an entire bundle of Power Sheets goodies, the Power Sheets and the accessories and a whole bunch of things that cultivate what matters sells to help you have a very purposeful year. That will be included in your private coaching if you're the person who takes this final private coaching spot. If you want to go ahead and lock in my rates for this year, but not coach until next year, if you do that, if you secure your spot, then you will also get a Power Sheets book that you can use to set your 2020 goals so that when we start working together, you're going to be miles ahead. And in fact, for anyone who does that, I'm going to have a little group session where I'm going to help you set your goals in your Power Sheets before we ever start coaching together in the new year so that you can kind of kick up your, your heels, kick up your feet, sit back, relax, enjoy the holiday season, knowing that your goals are set and that you have the support that you need ready to go 
in the new year to make sure that it all happens. So I'm going to put a link in the show notes to a way that you can have a call with me. And if you think that coaching is right for you, whether you want to take my final spot this year and get the whole Power Sheets bundle, as well as you know my final spot for this year and this year's rates, or if you want to secure this year's rates, get your own Power Sheet and start next year in the new year, you can click and schedule a call and see if it's right for you. And of course, if you can't wait, (laughs) the link is in the show notes for you to go ahead and get your own power sheet set. If you do end up doing any of these other things or winning one of the sets that I'm giving away, you can always give one away as a gift because it is a great holiday gift. Okay, so how is it that you can be featured on a future episode of the Rita Mimi Do It show? Well, I want to hear from you about how you're going all in on your business. Maybe you've decided to focus on one thing and just back everything behind it. Maybe it was by deciding that something was going to succeed. Maybe it was by working through a big period of discomfort and sticking to your strategy. Whatever it is that you know means that you have gone all in on your business, I want to hear about it. So here's how you can do that. You can do a voice recording or a vocal recording, and you can attach it to an email and send it to me at feedback at ritamademedoit.com. Again, that's feedback at ritamademedoit.com. That's the best way to do it. You can also attach it as a message to Facebook Messenger if that's easier for you by using the voice feature and recording it right in Facebook Messenger. But you can just use any voice recording app and go ahead and attach that to an email. Send it to feedback at ritamademedoit.com. And I'm going to be airing those on future episodes. So I want to know in this recording your name, (laughs) what it is that you went all in on. If it was your business, what's your business about? Who do you help? What do you do? How can people find out more about you? And like in total, right, I want this to be about a minute, a minute and a half, telling me all of that as well as what you did to go all in on your business. And I'm just going to be airing those in future episodes. So I can't wait to hear these and hear how you're going all in on your business in a new segment. I haven't named it yet, but I think it's going to be something like, I'm all in because, (laughs) or I'm all in or something like that. But I really can't wait to hear. I am so excited to let everyone who's listening to the Read and Mimi Do It podcast get to know each other. And I thought this was a great way to let you all know Who is a podcast listener? Who is here listening to the show? Who is in community with you? Who might be over in my free community, The All-In Entrepreneur, and what resources are available to you? So take advantage of this opportunity. If you have any questions, you can just email me and let me know. Okay, so you know that thing that I asked you to grab at the beginning of the episode, the thing that you're holding on to in order to celebrate, because I said by the end of this, we'll be celebrating. So whether it was a noisemaker or a glass of champagne, or even a favorite song that you love to do little one-minute dance parties to, it's time to get it ready because we are gonna celebrate. So maybe you're celebrating an action that you took to move a priority forward today. Maybe you're celebrating the fact that you have gone all in in some way on your business. Or maybe you're just celebrating a decision that you're making to do something different. Or even a mindset shift that this episode has caused for you. Remember, we're not celebrating those goals. We're celebrating 
all of the shifts in perspective, all of the actions that we're taking, all of the new thoughts that we're thinking to get there. And so that is what I want you to take time and celebrate right now. And I'm even queuing up the music so I can do a one minute dance party for all of you as I dance our way out of this episode. And I will talk to you next week on another episode of the Read and Mimi Do It show. Hey, before you go, thank you for listening to my show. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. Please take a minute to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is that you get your podcasts and leave a review. It'll only take you a second, but it will help other people discover the Read and Mimi Do It show. And my goal is to share this business boosting and life-changing content with as many people as possible. In fact, because I value your time so much, every month one reviewer will win a free coaching call with me. So if you want to get laser focused and go all in on the results that you most want in your business, then leave a review now. And then head on over to readamimidoit.com where you can find the show notes from today's episode.